Hi, um, my name is Lucy. You might have seen me sometimes leading the service with my husband, Alistair, and I also help run, um, yeah, that's him waving just there. Um, I also help run Storehouse, our church's food bank. It's a joy to be with you this Sunday. So this morning, as Jim and Rachel have said, we are starting a new preaching series. Over the next couple of months, we are going to be looking at what things we value as God's family, the church and how these values play out in our church family at Kingdom Vineyard. I'm kicking things off with looking at how we can be a people who want to know him better. Or more specifically, how the Bible helps us as God's family to know him more. I'm going to start off with looking at how the Bible as a story helps us get to know God. Then we'll move on to what it means for God's presence to be in his word. And we'll end with looking at three practical ways we can get to know God better through reading the Bible. We find in the pages of the Bible, the call of God inviting us to know and be known by him, to hear his voice and become more like him. God speaks today through his written word so we can get to know him better. Through the years that Alistair and I have been together, a really significant part of that time for us has been about welcoming the other into the families we grew up in. To do that, we spent a lot of time simply just hanging out with each other's families, being with them there in a moment, whether that was round a dinner table or out on a trip, time spent just being present. The other important part of building those relationships were the conversations we had time spent intentionally learning about them, their likes and dislikes, their personalities, their family culture and values. The thing is, I could only get so far feeling part of the family by just spending time with them. The other important part of getting to know the family, to get their culture and for it to become a part of me, I also had to hear their stories and learn what this family was all about. Just like those conversations I had with Alistair's family, hearing their stories and learning about them. In the same way, we want to be a people who have a deep desire to understand more about our Heavenly Father, our God, as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. How do we get to know God? Where can we find his stories? Well, you are in luck. As John Wimber said, he's got a book out. The Bible we read today contains a selection of 66 books of many different types and genres. There's poetry, song, law, history. It's more like a portable library. Within the pages of the Bible, we find stories about God, written by people who encountered him. Christians throughout the centuries who have been seeking to encounter God too, have read the Bible in order to get to know him to find out what he likes and dislikes, to understand his family culture and his values. When we read or hear a story, we are invited to get to know the people who the story is about and experience their world. And when we close the pages, we often don't just leave that all behind. The character's experiences, the world within those pages, reaches out and into our own life 
and can even have an impact on our day-to-day -day lives. There's a great quote by N.T. Wright, which I think brilliantly captures the impact of stories in the Bible. Throw a rule book at people's heads or offer them a list of doctrines and they can duck or avoid it or simply disagree and go away. Tell them a story though, and you invite them to come into a different world. You invite them to share a worldview or better still, a God view. Stories determine how people see themselves and how they see the world. Stories determine how they experience God and the world and themselves and others. Thanks, Ben. I think there is something so wonderful, almost breathtaking, that comes from thinking about the Bible as a story, as a collection of stories and as one big story. The Bible as a story is like the outstretched hand of God beckoning us towards relationship with him. Mike Pilibachi and Andy Croft describe the Bible in their book, Storylines, as the love story of God calling us into relationship with himself. The Bible tells a story of God revealing himself through the eyes of real people, nomadic tribes and slaves, kings and queens, shepherds and fishermen. It tells us about the nature, the purposes and promises of God. It tells us who he is, what it is like encountering him and the unfathomable lengths he has gone and will go for us. I think for a long time, I solely saw and interacted with the Bible as this sort of rule book or handbook. Have you ever heard of the Bible acronym basic instructions before leaving earth? That was kind of the extent of what it was for me. This meant the times I spent reading the Bible ended up looking way too much like a one-way interaction between me and this dusty book-shaped object where I went for facts on God and how I should do life. It provided some support for my spiritual life, but there was so much more that I wasn't seeing. Imagine if when I decided to join Alistair's family, Instead of, instead of spending time really getting to know them, they gave me a handbook titled Everything You Need to Know About the Clarks. Not going to lie, a big part of me would have been like, yes, please give it to me, colour coordinated with dividers and an index. I think I generally would have quite liked that. But in all seriousness, that simplicity is deceiving. How much more can I learn and gain from hearing Alistair's family's stories rather than just facts? I got to know them on a deeper level, on a deeper level, because stories were, they were personal. I got to know them more as real individuals and feel closer to them. I was also able to relive their experiences and understand their perspectives through the stories they told. I was invited to see and share the world through their eyes, their worldview. If we are a people who want to know God better, then we have this incredible gift called the Bible. 
God has used a collection of written stories, not a collection of written facts, to communicate who he is and his heart for us. Because stories are personal, they invite us to become closer to the person whom all these stories point to. They are also experiential. They invite us to understand more about God's view of the world through seeing through the eyes of those who have encountered him. We find in the pages of the Bible stories about God, inviting us to know and be known by him, to love and be loved by its divine author. God speaks through stories in the Bible so we can get to know him better. My second point for us this morning is not only is the story of the Bible one that invites us into relationship with God so we can get to know him better, but it is also one where God's presence is tied up in the very words we are reading. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This might just be me, but whenever I read the line, all scripture is God breathed, I imagine that scene in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis, where Aslan breathes on the inhabitants of the world that the white witch has turned to stone and through his breath, they come back to life. It's a great book, you should absolutely read it. <laughs> In Genesis 2-7, it reads, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. The Bible is not just words on a page or even a really good story. The amazing thing about the Bible is that its stories don't just tell us information about God. But these words, despite being written thousands of years ago, contain within them the life-giving breath of God. The word breath and spirit are actually the same words in Greek and Hebrew. I'm going to try and pronounce them. Um, pneuma and ruach, I think. Um, so for scripture to be God-breathed, Paul is saying it is Holy Spirit-given. Spirit and this also means that God's Holy Spirit loves to meet us in our reading of it. When we read these holy words, God's breath, his Holy Spirit, comes alongside us as we read, filling up the words on the page and offering us life-giving encounter with him. The second half of the 2 Timothy 3.16 verse goes on to say what these breath-filled words are for. They are useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. If we want to get to know God through reading his word, then we have to be open to the fact that it, or rather he, might answer back. Besides, isn't it through conversations that we get to, know, get to know one another? Quite often, as we're reading a story about God and finding out what it means to be part of his family, we go to it with our own questions. But when we open it, 
it asks this them instead. In Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 32, it describes two men on their way to Emmaus. They are discussing their understanding of the recent events of Jesus's crucifixion in relation to what they've read in the scriptures. All of a sudden, Jesus comes alongside them without them realizing who he is. And he discusses the scriptures with them, teaches them and points out something they have missed. Jesus reveals the truth of himself through the scriptures. When we encounter scripture and not just as an information service, but as a place to really get to know our God, God's heart for us is not to hit us around the head with a book of answers to the quiz we've just got wrong or slam a paper on our desk with an F circled in red pen. He's more like a teacher who will come alongside us, show us where we have further to go and will walk with us as we do it. Even when God wants to convict us through his word that we need to change our life, he never wants to condemn us. His words bring life, not death. In this story of Jesus meeting the two followers on the road to Emmaus, they weren't sitting doing a Bible study, but as they walked and talked and Jesus quoted and explained the Bible to them, they had the kind of encounter that God still offers to each of us today. As we read the Bible, Jesus walks alongside us and speaks truths, explanations about what God is saying to us through the scriptures and links between passages that bring God's truth to light. If we invite Jesus to walk alongside us as we read and listen for his voice, he loves to help us get to know him better. At the start of the year, Jim gave us his New Year sermon and he shared with the church something he felt God wanted to do in us this year. He focused in on Psalm 86 verse 11 that reads, Teach me your way, O Lord that I may walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart to revere your name. It doesn't say, teach me your way so I can know more stuff for the sake of stuff, but God, I want to learn more about you. I want to read and understand the stories in the Bible better so that it will completely and utterly transform how I think about you, how I live and how I live with others. I mentioned earlier that for a while, I only saw the Bible as this series of instructions for doing life better. To see it as only that, I was missing out, but to remove that out of the equation altogether wouldn't be right either. The more time we spend getting to know God, through his word and reading about what he values, especially if we read with him and not just about him. What he likes ends up becoming what we like. What he doesn't like, we won't either. When we read these stories about God and learn about his worldview or God view, as N.T. Wright described it, his way can become our own too. 
In the pages of the Bible, we find the presence of God inviting us to become more like him. God speaks transformatively through his written word so we can get to know him better. My third and final point this morning on how we can get to know God better through his word. And I have three practical ways we can do this. Personal study, home groups, and sermons. First up, personal study. This is the time spent between just ourselves and God reading his word. In Psalm 1 verses 2 to 3, it says, Blessed are those whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water. That is, someone who has a great love and hunger for God's word, someone who spends time regularly and sitting in his word, that person is like a tree firmly positioned, rooted, and soaking up the good, refreshing, life-giving drink we need right from the source. I want to be like that tree, but I think sometimes I can be more like a potted plant that ends up straining for the occasional rain to tide over its dry soil. This is nothing revolutionary and in all honesty, it's directed right back at myself too. But if we want to be like that tree planted by streams of water, each of us needs to spend time regularly with God in his word. If we're not like this tree, then we are at risk of drying up or being blown away by the things that life throws at us. Friends, we need this or we will spiritually wither away. If you make time to read the Bible maybe once a month, maybe up that a little and try reading it once a week. If you're reading the Bible once a week, try reading it, say, three times a week. The point is, rather than taking one giant leap, take one step at a time. And as you begin to read these stories about God and get to know him more, gradually you'll build up an appetite for eating up his word more and more regularly. A great tool to help with, these, with this are daily devotional books. They often contain a passage to read alongside a reflection or, or explanation and a prayer. There are so many great ones out there. So I encourage you to ask the pastoral team for suggestions and also those in your home group. If you're sitting here thinking, this sounds great in theory, Lucy, but the Bible is pretty big and I don't know where to start. You won't be alone. Having a big picture overview can be really helpful when it comes to plotting our coordinates um, when you zoom into a particular book or chapter. It's okay to find the Bible overwhelming and confusing. Thankfully, there are lots of resources out there to help you. For example, the uh, Bible Project videos on YouTube or their podcasts are also are really worth listening to. The book Storylines that I mentioned earlier by Mike Pilavacci and Andy Croft is also a great place to start if you want to read about some of the key themes throughout the Bible. I'm positive there are lots of other great resources out there. So again, ask others in our church family for their suggestions. 
Next, home groups or micro home groups as they look like currently. You can only go so deep studying the Bible by yourself. That's where reading, in, reading the Bible in community becomes vitally important. We've probably all been in a type of situation where we've been trying to learn and understand something, but we just keep getting stuck. So we ask somebody else for help. We get to hear their perspective or knowledge or experience, and it can help us see something in a different way. Studying the Bible in home groups can work just like that. The Bible is a complex piece of literature. It didn't just appear one day by Amazon next day delivery. It is believed to have first been written over 3,400 years ago. And even then it took thousands of years to look like the compilation of books we know it as today. It had many different authors, contains many different genres and covers many different periods in history. It is epic in every sense of the word. If you want to get to know God better and go deeper with your understanding and how that impacts your life today, I cannot recommend home groups enough. The Bible is our family story. Let's explore it together as one. So if personal study helps build that one-on-one -on -one connection and hunger for God's word, and home groups help us go deeper in his word, through discussing and sharing in community. Then sermons are when somebody else has spent time and prayer in their own conversation with God to shape the message they bring to the church. Something I have found incredibly helpful at Kingdom Vineyard are the series where as a church, we walk through an entire book in the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. For example, if you haven't listened to the previous series on Ephesians, I'd really recommend it to you. We get to listen to the preacher walking us through a passage, perhaps addressing context, context and the author's purpose and using it to understand what the text is actually saying before considering what it might mean for us. We get to listen to this approach, absorb it ourselves even, and respond to God's nudges through the word the preacher brings. Last point on the practical. We don't ever want to fall into the trap of just going through the motions, even though it can be difficult when listening through a screen or reading the Bible at the end of your day. Whether you're picking up the Bible by yourself or on your way to home group or sitting down for the Sunday sermon, Let's be expecting God to speak through his word, inviting him to walk with us through a passage, asking him to help us understand it and help him and ask him to help us get to know him better. When you feel something standing out to you in a sermon or tugging on your heart, it can be so easy to just brush it under the carpet. Let's respond to those nudges as possibly being Jesus in us. Lord, is that you? What are you saying to me through this? We have opportunities to make space for him to speak like this at the end of this service, as we do every week. 
end. The Bible is so much more than a one-way interaction with a dusty book-shaped object in order to know some facts about how to give, how to live a good life. The Bible tells us a story about God and about the people who have encountered him. He has used the eyes and penmanship of ordinary people to write incredible stories, to show us in the present day what belonging to his family looks like, what he himself is like, and what it means to call ourselves a son or daughter of our Father in heaven. The story of the Bible is like the outstretched hand of God beckoning us towards relationship with him. Will we reach for it? We find in the pages of the Bible, the call of God inviting us to know and be known by him, to hear his voice and become more like him. God speaks today through his written word, the Bible, so we can get to know him better. The short of it is, if you want to know God, he's got a book out. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your holy word and for the ways you speak through it today. Thank you that as we read about you, we can also read with you. We want to be a people who get to know you better through the reading of your word. Give us a passion for getting to know you through reading the Bible and show us how we can set aside time to do it. Amen.